Welcome to r slash askreddit, where we answer the question, what's your, you know what, just to be safe thing that you did that ended up saving your butt later? Our first reply is from Good Woman. It didn't save my butt, but my mom's. She and I were home alone, and I was getting ready to go to a party. I came upstairs, and I found her with the carbon monoxide detector in pieces on the coffee table. She said that it was beeping, and apparently once, years ago in our last house, one was malfunctioning and giving a false alarm, so I guess she just assumed that it was happening again. I shrugged it off and continued getting ready. I was about to leave, but something was nagging at me, and she was insisting that it was fine. After some arguing with her, I said, no, we're calling the fire department, so I did. They came, and the levels of carbon monoxide were so high in the basement that they said that anyone sleeping down there would be dead already. Our cats were vomiting from the poisoning, and we didn't realize. I guess the filter on the furnace was so clogged that it was pumping out carbon monoxide. One of the firefighters pulled me aside and said that if I hadn't called, I likely would have come home to my mom dead in her bed. Then, beneath that, we have a similar story from Bo Diddley. Me and my siblings almost never were. One night, before we were born, my mom complained that the furnace wasn't working because it was too cold. My dad went to the basement to check it out. After a few minutes, my mom went to see why my dad wasn't back, because he had passed out in the basement. And she ended up passing out in the basement. Somehow, my dad regained consciousness and pulled my mom back upstairs. Turns out, a raccoon had built a nest in the furnace vent and the basement had been filling up with carbon monoxide. Wow! OP! You should be dead! Well, not dead. You should have never been born. I can't believe your dad woke up. That is actually a miracle. Our next reply is from the Critster. One day, I was getting ready for school while my mom was vomiting in the bathroom. She said that it was just a stomach bug and for me to go to school, but she mentioned that her arm hurt. Something didn't sit right with me, so I called the ambulance from downstairs. They arrived and took my mom into the ambulance, and she then proceeded to have three cardiac arrests and needed to be defibrillated each time. A double bypass later, and she was up and about within a month. Paramedics told me that she would have died five minutes after I left if I didn't call. Wow, is this whole thread just going to be about caring sons saving their dying moms? I guess it's fitting. I'm recording this in April, and Mother's Day is right around the corner. Our next reply is from Ranga Curls. Putting only one of my work shoes in the hotel safe along with my valuables. It's literally stopped me in my tracks from forgetting my wallet and passport in a different country. Genius idea, OP. Our next reply is from T. John Boy. I was delivering pizza in a sketchy block of town late at night. It was a huge apartment complex with multiple buildings. Walking up to the front door, I noticed a couple of guys wearing dark clothing about 100 feet behind me walking in my direction. The delivery was on the second floor, and by the time that I reached the door, I heard the main door of the apartment complex open and close. The lady used a credit card for the order and tipped in cash, so when I was putting the receipt into my bag, where I kept my cash, I actually pulled the rest of the cash out and stuffed it into my inner jacket pocket, just to be safe, leaving just the change that I had that night in the bag. I started to head down the stairs back out to my car, and two guys jumped out from behind the stairs, and one had a gun pointed at me and told me to give them the money. I quickly handed them my bag filled with quarters, and they took off towards the back entrance of the apartment complex. I never ran so fast in my life back to my car. 
I wanted to make sure that I was as far away as possible before they realized they robbed me of $3.50 in quarters. Our next reply is from Temporary Good. My friend and his wife were having their first child. They'd gotten a big packet of information and paperwork to fill out before the due date to make things easier. There were also brochures for genetic testing and other things that could be done, and one of the brochures was about saving the umbilical cord blood. My friend said that he looked at the front of the brochure, and his wife asked if they should do it. It's not cheap. A couple of thousand bucks to save it, and a few hundred dollars a year after that, and my friend said yes. Their daughter was born later that year. Three years after their daughter's birth, they had a boy, and he was born with an immune disorder, no white blood cells, and his big sister's umbilical cord blood and stem cells were used as a treatment. And then, okay, we have this bizarre comment beneath that, which I'm still trying to process here. 755 Good Morning says, A friend of mine started a cord blood bank about 25 years ago. The phrase filthy rich doesn't even begin to describe them. Man, isn't it crazy how in one second you can learn that there's a thing called umbilical cord blood and you had no idea that people even cared about it? And then in the next sentence, you discover that it's such a lucrative business that people are becoming like multimillionaires off of it. Our next reply is from I just want to go to Jacuz. I lived in Baltimore at the time. I pulled up outside my place after getting off a late shift and I had to get a backpack out of my trunk before going in. I noticed a group of teenage kids hanging out on the corner and thought, nope, I called my roommate to come watch me walk to the door. About 10 minutes later, a girl comes running down the street bleeding, saying that she got jumped by the group of kids for no reason. Stay alert out there, y'all. Our next reply is from Not All My Women. My dad lost his glasses once. He was going to just use his old prescription, but last minute decided to just go to the optometrist anyways in case something changed. Turns out, he had a tear in his retina and was booked for surgery within 24 hours. It was bad enough that they said he probably would have gone blind really soon had they not caught it when they did. Our next reply is from Windex Fresh. I was watching my toddler nephew, and he'd found a metal straw somewhere in the house and started playing with it. He was just tapping stuff and waving it around, but I had just read a story on Reddit about a woman who got completely messed up by a metal straw when she fell over and it impaled her face. So I took the metal one from my nephew and gave him a soft, squishy, silicone one to play with instead. I am not exaggerating when I say that less than five minutes later, he fell like toddlers do and I saw the silicone straw all smushed into his cheek. I had to just sit for a while after that, lol. Cool. New fear unlocked. Getting impaled by a straw. Didn't know I needed that one. Because in addition to being incredibly painful, I, I imagine the blood would just gush out of your straw because it's a straw, right? Our next reply is from Mickey M. I saved the GPS location of my vehicle on Google Maps before exploring a national forest with a road trip buddy. We grab some fishing poles and head out towards the nearest water location on our map to hopefully catch a couple of fish. Turns out, it was a swamp, not a lake, and we got so incredibly turned around that it could have ended very badly. We really didn't go that far in from where we parked, but somehow ended up on the other side of the swamp without realizing it. We had drizzling rain, mosquitoes, bear tracks, and the sun started going down before we found the car. Without the saved GPS coordinates, it would have been a cold, wet night in the woods, at a minimum, and more than likely, a search and rescue required situation. Our next reply is from Dim Light Upstairs. Normally, I'm pretty impressionable and cave to peer pressure, 
But this one time when I was younger, I was hanging out with my friends and a couple of older high school guys I just met that day. The girls were all fawning over them, but I could tell that they were idiots. When everyone wanted to go for a drive with the guys, I thought, nah, I don't trust those guys. I think it's best I just call my parents and go home. I got a call the next morning from one of the girls who was the passenger. One of the high school boys was driving, and they'd had a serious crash. One of the girls wasn't wearing her seatbelt and hit her head on the dash and was in a coma for six months. She was in intensive care and rehabilitation for years. I still can't believe that of all the days I decided not to go with the flow, it probably saved my life. It's terribly sad about my friend. We were really close, but after that, her personality changed. I still wonder how successful she might have been if we'd still be friends and if that hadn't happened to her. Really sad. Beneath that, we have a similar story from ATCP. Three older kids were going out drinking one night, and my girlfriend invited me to go with them. I decided to stay home that night. They went drinking and driving. They crashed around midnight in the middle of winter. My girlfriend was laying in the snow for over eight hours until she was found by a bus driver. She was paralyzed from the waist down. The two guys were killed in the crash. It was a very graphic scene with very awful deaths. Never, ever drink and drive. Our next reply is from King Kong Crapper. Snow chains at the bottom of a mountain. A bunch of cars passed me on a clear road on the way up with several warnings all the way up. I saw a local putting snow chains on their tire even though there was no snow in the area. I decided to be safe and put them on. 30 minutes later, I was in one of the worst snow driving conditions I've ever seen. I'm talking whiteout conditions in a snowstorm that eventually resulted in the complete shutdown of the roads. I passed car crash after car crash with just enough traction to feel somewhat comfortable moving like 15 miles per hour. Anyone heading to Tahoe needs chains and chains that fit. Do not mess around. I don't care if you have a four-wheel drive. Driving through Tahoe and Mammoth during snowstorms is no joke. You'll go from literally sunny with no clouds to blinding white darkness in an hour. Beneath that, we have a similar story from Katina Me Only. This sparked a memory from when I was in high school 25 years ago. Me, my boyfriend, his best friend, and my best friend were driving in his Bronco up to Tahoe to ski with the ladies in the back. It was a three-hour drive, and we'd been partying the night before, so I was taking a little nap. I woke up with a panicked feeling, and I noticed that my boyfriend, Nick, wasn't wearing his seatbelt. I just started yelling, Nick, put your seatbelt on. Nick, please. I started crying. He's like, chill, why are you being crazy? And his friend was like, just do it to make her stop. So he did. 30 minutes later, we were singing along to the radio, and we hit black ice. The Bronco rolled about three times and landed upside down and spun. If it wasn't for a giant tree that caught the bumper, we would have slid off the mountain. Nick busted his shoulder, and most of the damage was on the front passenger side. We all had whiplash and scratches from stuff flying around the car, but otherwise walked away. There is no way Nick would have survived if he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. You'd think he would have been grateful for that. But a month later, I found out that he and my best friend were sleeping together because I wasn't ready yet. Our next reply is from Stuckaboose. One day, I was attempting to make karaoke for the first time, which is a kind of Filipino fried mochi. And after I popped them in the oil, I settled in and watched them carefully. 
I never wear an apron while cooking, but for some reason I figured, why not this time? And as soon as I stepped out of the range of the fryer, they all exploded. Turns out, carioca can form an impermeable shell when fried, so pressure would build up inside until they popped and sprayed hot oil all over the kitchen. Of course, I was safely away reaching for an apron and was completely dumbfounded. I made sure to punch some holes in all subsequent batches. Of course, once I cleaned the kitchen, I ate them, and they were delicious. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Our next reply is from Reaction Clear. I was on a road trip with my siblings and my dad in Latin America. My dad lived there, and we were visiting. We were on a highway at night, with clouds, no moon, and no lights. This was a new highway that nobody liked to take, because criminals often leave glass or spikes to puncture your tires and rob you, or worse. We were driving, and this guy was pulled over and waving for help. My dad stopped behind him, and the guy was scared and asked if we could light up his car while he changed a flat tire. He was terrified of being out here alone, and rightfully so. My dad goes to get out to help, and my sister grabbed him and said that she didn't think that this felt right. My dad assured us that it was fine and almost got out, but my sister grabbed him again. Right then, a car flew by the door where my dad would have been. Four guys jump out, one grabs the man and puts a gun to his head, and the others sprint to our car. There was a brief chase down the highway, but luckily, their old Corolla didn't keep up with our Jeep, and they gave up after like two minutes of driving 170 kilometers per hour. Okay, um, 170 kilometers per hour is 105 miles per hour. Holy cow. My sister saved my dad's life, and probably ours by making him stay in the car that extra few seconds. The guy with the gun to his head lived. After the chase, we had to turn around and continue on the way that we were originally going, as there were no other routes to get back home, unless we backtracked six hours. After we passed that man's vehicle, we saw that he wasn't there anymore, and we thought the worst. Luckily, we ended up passing four National Guard vehicles about two kilometers later and saw that the man was with them and talking to them. To answer some questions, I've never known if the guy was in on it. The timing always seemed off to me. However, the look of fear in this guy's face was so genuine when the guy jumped out that I can remember it perfectly 15 years later. That was r slash ask reddit, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new reddit podcast episodes every single day.